Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Celine Morin, the woman who has lived most of her life in South Africa with her family heritage coming from the Champagne region in France, she now lives and works in London, UK as a registered health practitioner, an award-winning professional speaker and a workplace well-being consultant. I had to get Celine on the Changemakers podcast to share with us how business leaders and their team can manage their energy, optimize their health and enhance their performance and get better resilience. This is something for change makers worldwide and I do hope that this is of value for you. Let's give the word to, to Celine Morin. Celine Morin, welcome to the Change Makers podcast. So beautiful to have you, Thank you. as our guest. Thank ah. you. I'm looking forward to this for many reasons. First, I give our audience a little insight into what drove you to the position and to the life that you're leading today. I was always sure that I wanted to study something to do with medicine, so in the healing profession. Mm. But I wasn't sure I wanted to be a doctor or a surgeon that always sees sick people. And when I researched what was available at the university, I came across a course called dietetics, which is around, you know, understanding nutrition clinically and how it can help you to lead a better life. And I just knew that was what I wanted to be. So I qualified as a dietitian in 2000. And after five years of clinical practice, I moved into corporate wellness and the workplace. And since then, so for 13 years now, I've been doing workplace well-being, specifically working with leaders. Wow. Well, I love your concept for so many reasons. One of them is how you, you seem to be a master in using special words. You really like, when I'm looking at your website, and by the way, it's elenmorin.com. When I'm looking at your website, this was what was coming up for me. Is it like, oh yes, it goes into being, becoming a well, well curated. Yeah, so in 2006, I had this opportunity to present to, or well, then, I mean, I remember the day quite clearly because it was quite a, a life-changing moment for me. There were 75 people, 74 to be exact, that arrived. And I designed a, a one-hour talk. And people like to be engaged. You know, they don't want to be spoken at. They want to be included. So I put together this questionnaire that was based on science around what we know are the fundamental things you should have in place if you want to live a good, long, healthy life. And I used that as a questionnaire. And it got such a great response that I used it again and again and again. And I must, I don't know, thousands of times since 2006. So the Wellculator is a, a framework, a questionnaire that looks at the fundamental things that we should have in place if we want to manage our general sense of well-being. And it's wow. easy to use and, and people love getting a score. Yeah. And then it gives you an idea of, okay, well, that's an awareness. I didn't realize that that was quite important and I could potentially work on that. And then it also helps then as a benchmarking tool and how do you set goals and intentions. Ah. And where do you see through that survey, where do you see most 
parts of us are stuck. Well, if, if anybody wants to, I mean, on my website, they can go through the calculator um, for free and you'll see, actually, it's common sense, but it's not common practice. That's why I have a job because yeah. we are not putting the stuff that we know. Many of us are not. We are, we are stressed and tired. And when we're stressed and tired, we often compromise on basic things like how to eat correctly, getting enough rest, getting enough exercise, managing our sense of well-being and mindset. And so, I mean, I work mostly with leadership teams and I'm seeing a common trend that many of us are not getting enough rest. And I know that the people listening to this podcast are high achievers. I mean, they wouldn't be change makers if they weren't. And when we're passionate about what we do, that also makes it harder. Uh, but we're also human. So it's important to take time to rest and get good, good quality sleep to bring in practices like mindfulness and heart coherence and being able to tap into things like flow. And there's a chemistry that supports that. So a lot of what I speak about is what is, what is the chemistry that you need to support what you want to achieve? You know, as a presenter, I need to manage my energy maybe differently to a programmer or somebody who's sitting behind a desk all day that needs to make very cognitive-based decisions. Yeah, so it's around finding a personal blueprint that works for you. And the calculator is a good place to start. Finding a personal blueprint, yeah. You mentioned a few things there that I think is so interesting. We know it all, mm-hmm. but we don't practice it. We are somehow, it's not like we are not overloaded even with information or how to do it. What do you feel when you're working with your clients? What do you feel is is the the turning point for them that they move from knowing to being? And that is so important, yeah, because we are human beings, you know, not Mm -hmm. human doings. I would say the turning point is when I give the groups I work with permission to make micro steps, small baby changes. I mean, the neuroscience is very compelling. When we look at, I follow a Professor BJ Fogg from Stanford University, for instance. He's got a phenomenal model. And we can see that when we make lifestyle changes that are simple, really tiny, we're more likely to put them in place. And for a variety of reasons, like positive affirmation, reinforcement, dopamine that gets released, a sense of control, you feel good and you're more likely to do it again. And consistency is more important than intensity. So it's better for you to walk for 10 minutes every morning than it is to go to the gym for one hour a week and overdo it. So for me, when I give people permission and I help, I take them through a process of how to create small baby steps that are realistic and there's, and there's some ingredients in this recipe that we know seem to help most of us to achieve lifestyle habits that stick. I find people are like, I can do this. This isn't going to take a lot of energy. In fact, it's, it's going to be super easy. And then people have, and then you buy in. And once you start doing it, I mean, it's a journey, hey, Runa. I mean, mm-hmm. people look at me as if I'm the expert. I mean, I'm no expert. The more I do this work, the more I realize the wisdom is always in the room. No, there's no one guru that has the answers. We all have an inner intelligence in our bodies that if we tap into that, we'll know what we need. So a lot of what I teach is awareness and then choice. Because with awareness, you can then make different choices that potentially can give you different results. Yeah, the core is the awareness in everything, isn't it? When yeah, if we're not aware, we don't know what to what to change. But just knowing that here's something that I I, I can change, I want to. 
But sadly, a lot of us are, are not, you know, we're, we're oh. stress rich, we're time poor, oh, yeah. we're, we're overwhelmed and we keep thinking, you know, next week, next week, maybe next month. And then it comes a new year and we make the same New Year's resolutions. You know, I'm going to quit smoking, I'm going to lose some weight, I'm going to start a meditation practice, I'm going to spend more time with my kids. And we try and do too much. We set ourselves up for failure rather than success. Yeah. I remember when you were saying that, I remember myself for years and years and years and years, I would put in this, this vision for speaking of weight, you know, I would, I would say, yeah, this is the weight that I want to, I envision myself to be in and seeing myself and being really healthy. Not that I wasn't healthy, but just I put the two and two together. And it's interesting from what you're just saying, when I then really made that conscious choice that this year was going to be the year where I was going to focus on this primarily. That's where that one thing became, yeah, that's, I'll do that. Whether I noticed that throughout the years, it's really been, you know, maybe 10 things. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting how, how our mind really works when real focus into it and commitment. And like you're saying, those little baby steps, which are, which are phenomenal. You are working with organization today. And I know that you're doing a fabulous stuff. You've been on so many stages and you've been talking and training and doing all these works worldwide. What is your private, if I may ask, what is your private wish? For? What is the change that you want to see in your world? as you're doing all of this work? So my um, being French, you know, I use the expression, my raison d'être, my, my reason for being, mm. um, is I would like to reduce the burden on the global economy. Uh, I'm based in the UK, so also specifically on the, the, the NHS, which is the health system in the UK. Mm. I want to reduce the burden there by leveraging the impact and influence that business leaders have, not only on themselves, but on the employees to help them make better lifestyle choices and make the workplace a place for exceptional purpose and productivity and passion. So rather than return on investment, like we spoke about earlier, look at return on energy. And, you know, I'm I feel that my expertise works well with leaders and business leaders and for many yeah, in many countries, I mean, businesses form the backbone and they can make a huge difference. So if I can reach one leader who has maybe a team of 10 or maybe a team of 100 or 1,000, we can create huge shifts yeah. because the workplace is one of the leading causes for stress and mental health and the rise that we're seeing in diabetes and heart disease and hypertension. So it's, it's a place where many of us spend a third, some of us even half our lives. Oh, yeah. so, so if we can use that, I mean, I, I always say, like, imagine we could go to work and actually leave happier and healthier. I mean, some businesses are getting that right. So, yeah, yeah we can do this. And as change makers, I, I feel we have a responsibility to let our clients know that, you know, they can really create the shift. We can't treat people as just people. I mean, ca- human cap capital is any business's greatest asset. Yeah. Yet not oh, many yeah. businesses are really treating it that way. They say it. And then they just do this tick box like, oh, yes, you know, we give yeah. fruit out on a Friday. But there's no yeah. integrated well-being program and follow-through and proper in- interventions. 
Do you see, I mean, this is so aligned with what we're doing with uh, the No More Boxes movement, uh, mm -hmm. uh, raising the awareness towards the, the limitations that when we place ourselves and others into boxes. Do you see a shift in the world? Do you see shift in the world when you're talking about organization not moving away from just ticking the box, saying, yeah, we give fruits on Fridays? to really incorporate the sustainable accept of it, to incorporate social responsibility. You know, all of these things that we are seeing emerging into the world, but there are companies that are doing it and there are companies who are just taking the box. Mm. Is it different? Well, when organizations, any businesses do, do it and they do it well, yeah. we see a great return i mean for for every dollar that is spent generally you'll get a minimum of three back sometimes nine to one back yeah but to answer your question there's not enough doing it fast enough mm. and, and i'm very concerned because if we look at the pace of change yeah. where technology is taking us i know for a fact that in the uk the workforce is on a downward curve in terms of productivity and performance and well-being and resilience so at the moment the answer is no businesses aren't doing enough there are some, but there's not enough. It's going to take a shift and quite a quick, fast shift if we really want to stop this tide. Yeah. Um, because poor health is the ability. I, I heard an economist present last week and of the four drivers towards global economic depression, the one that we, have a, we can do something about is healthcare costs. The others we can't do much about, demographics and you know, inflation and some national debt. But health costs we can. Because you can help your employees to be healthier and make better choices, at least at work. Yeah. And yeah. often what I've seen when I've worked with teams, especially if the learning is done in a blended, fun way that is practical, people take it from the workplace into their homes. So as a leader, you're not only influencing your workspace, you're influencing the families and then potentially the families and friends of the families. Yeah. So we can have this great collective manifestation of good health and what that means for, you know, as vital communities. Yeah, and how important it is for every single leader out there to remember yeah. the, the yeah. ripple effect that he or she can create by just getting Shilin into the workplace <laughs> to help them out. Yes, yes. or somebody else, but they can contact yeah. me and yeah, I can help exactly. them find the resources because yeah. every, every leader and every change maker should own the title CEO. And for me, that means chief energy officer. Yeah. Because if you can mobilize energy on demand, that is a wonderful asset to have as a human being. So even if you've worked a 12-hour day and you are exhausted, you have the ability to harness and mobilize energy as you walk through your front door and go into the other part of your life or meet your loved ones and live a full, balanced, holistic life. That's sure, surely a wonderful asset. Wow. Yeah. Here you are, listeners. Chief Energy Officer, are you ready to take that task and become the CEO there? I am, for sure. And being more and more focused on where I'm putting my energy and more and more aware of how I want my focus to go so that I can become the change that I want to see in my world. And no, it works. So then, thank you so much for your insights. One last thing. How can people, my listeners, contact you? 
I would say from my, my website, because from there you can find me on um, from LinkedIn to Instagram to Facebook. You can email me. You can read my blogs. I'd love to hear from you. And you can also take the Wellculator and share it with others. So my name is spelled quite differently. So it's okay. C-E-L-Y-N-N. And my surname, Morin, M-O-R-I-N. So it's CelineMorin.com. And I'm sure there'll be a link attached to the podcast. Oh, it will. Great. Celine, thanks so much for being the guest on the Chainsmakers podcast. Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the Chainsmakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.